Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, everyone. You are tuning into the Rise Station podcast, and I'm your host, Pranella Harris, licensed mental health provider. And here I discuss mental health, education, and wellness tips. So if that's your cup of tea, you are in the right place. Thank you for joining me. If this is your first time tuning in, do me a favor and hit that subscribe button so that you receive an alert every Monday at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time when I upload a new episode. Please do me a favor and go ahead and share this episode out to your friends, your family, so that we can continue to grow and bring other people along on this healing journey. If you'd like to support our efforts on making mental health accessible, to all, please visit our Patreon page. The link is in the show notes and become an official member of the Rise Tribe community. You will receive special discounts on merchandise, monthly Q&As, our monthly newsletter, and also special journal accompaniments that accompany our podcast so that you continue to work through your healing journey. Last week, I covered what an unhealthy relationship looks like. And today I want to discuss what it looks like to be in a healthy relationship. Many of us, myself included, have never really seen or experienced a healthy union growing up. And so it might be helpful for us to go over this information together. Before we do so, let's hear a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Restorative Family Services. We are a behavioral health practice. Our mission is to provide quality, affordable, and accessible mental health care to the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. If you are struggling and in a dark place, we are here to help. Visit our website at www.restorativefamilyservices.com. This podcast is brought to you by Private Practice where we provide leadership training and practice management coaching specific to helping mental health professionals build their private practice to provide a much needed service for their community. Want to learn more? Visit our website at www.privatepractice.com. We all want a healthy relationship, but do we know what it looks like to have one? Do we know what it takes to keep one? Do we know how to cultivate one? Before we can be healthy with anyone, we first have to be healthy within ourselves, right? So relationships tend to sour when we feel we are lacking something, when we're a void of something. And then we put all that effort into finding that something that we're lacking in someone else. And we just kind of throw our needs and our emotions and our lack of on someone else, making that person's responsibility to fill that need that we should otherwise be filling for ourselves. So I want to encourage you that before you enter a union with anyone to make sure that you are completely in union with yourself, meaning that you have everything that you need to feel whole. That way you can attract whole and healthy individuals. So your chances of having a healthy relationship are that much better. All right. So in my work with couples, and I've been working with couples for the last 10 years, in my work with couples, I have come up with my own list of common, I would say, stuck points that cause difficulty in relationships. And I didn't put these in any order, but these are the 10 things that people come in. These are the issues that they come in to my office to see me about. Okay, so number one is a lack of communication. 
whether the couple, one party is not sharing, they're not sharing enough communication, or there's some stonewalling where, you know, a party or both parties tend to shut down and, you know, distance themselves and not talk about things that are bothering them. Maybe another person isn't hearing, maybe they're sharing, but then one person refuses to hear or listen to what the other person is saying. Uh, there's a trouble with validating emotions. So they're never feeling heard or understood. You know, those all align under the communication. And then there's the issue of toxic communication where there's lots of yelling and name calling and disrespect and aggressive tones and disrespectful tones. Okay, so communication is number one. Number two, area where relationships get stuck is lack of respect. So, you know, one party might be triggered or angry, and then they just lose all respect for the partner, right? This can look like name calling. This can look like just sheer, I don't care what you say, I'm going to do what I want to do. So that inconsideration, this can also look like emasculating or humiliating another person in public. So maybe they make their partner feel less than and publicly around other people, bring up issues, private issues, or maybe they fuss and fight out in public, which is, of course, disrespectful, or maybe flirting with individuals in front of your partner to get a rise out of them insults, cheating, all of that falls under the lack of respect for one another. All right. Number three is lack of love and affection. You know, this is the expression of loving gestures, you know, hand holding or hugs or kisses, or I'm thinking about you text or you've been on my mind or just appreciation, you know, reaching over the aisle and giving and showing love in your partner's love language, whether that be words of affirmation, time, gifts, whether that be acts of service, but those five love languages. Admiration is also a display of love, you know, what you admire about that person, fondness, just liking the person, right? You know, when relationships get to that stuck point, it's really difficult to show love and affection for that person. Number four is lack of teamwork and collaboration. So this can get difficult in a relationship. This could be a stuck point because there's not a working together. There's avoiding of each other, maybe doing their own thing or, you know, just not wanting to be around each other, avoiding shared decision making. Maybe they're making decisions with friends or family members outside of you and kind of leaving you out as a partner or allowing other people to influence them and not really looking to their partner for that support and that shared decision making that builds a healthy relationship, making unilateral decisions on their own, not even asking for their uh, counterparts ideas or input, making decisions with friends. We talked about that. So just really not working as a team. Okay. Number five is operating as if they were single. Okay. So this can definitely really impact a relationship for the worst when you're in a relationship, but you're still operating like you're single, keeping things to yourself, not being vulnerable, whether that be your bank accounts or, you know, whether that be, you know, just not sharing your ideas, your thoughts, your emotions, your goals, your dreams, not doing life with the other person, just really staying very single, right? Having very rigid boundaries, 
not being willing to compromise or share your life with someone else, right? These are all indications. Also, you know, let's say your partner's going through something, but, you know, not really wanting to be a support to that person. Well, that's your problem. Those are your issues. You have to deal with that on your own. And that's not really what a relationship is. A relationship is a partnership. It's a being supportive to one another, really, you know, helping each other heal and being in union and, and doing that, not feeling that it's your responsibility, but there are things you can do to support a person who is not doing very well or who is emotionally upset. So really having two rigid boundaries where you are like, that's your stuff. This is my stuff. And they can never cross paths, right? That is one way to block healthy relationship. Number six is lack of trust. Now, lack of trust is inclusive of infidelity and cheating, but it is so much more, right? You know, you want to be able to rely on your partner. You want to be able to know that your partner is going to show up and do what they say they're going to do. And if you don't believe that your partner is going to do what they say they're going to do, that's a lack of trust, right? So that's a lack of trust. And that could come from, you know, the partner not being reliable, not following through. So you don't have a trust in the fact that they're going to follow through on task. You don't have a trust that they're going to make good decisions that lead you to the goals because they have, you know, maybe wasted money in the past or spent the rent money or gambled the rent money somewhere else. Or, you know, maybe they were dishonest about this other partner or investing in another relationship where they led you to believe that you were the only one. So trust goes beyond that. It's really having faith that that person is going to be consistent. So if you don't have that faith that they're going to show up and do what they say they're going to do, there's a lack of trust there. And that makes the relationship foundation very shaky. All right. Number seven is a lack of friendship. So many times people get into these relationships and they don't build a solid friendship. So when that honeymoon phase, you know, kind of dissipates, they don't like each other. They're like, you know, at each other's necks. Um, So really having a lack of friendship can really get into a shaky foundation, right? Just treating each other as enemies, not being kind to one another. Those are just basic friendship rules. Like this is how you would treat a friend. They don't have that in an unhealthy relationship. It doesn't encompass that. Number eight is lack of boundaries, right? Relationships that are unhealthy are enmeshed. Maybe they're codependent or controlling, right? You feeling like, you know, they're not healthy, 100% whole individuals, and they're kind of leaning or overstepping their own boundaries and trying to control your behavior, or you're looking to caretake someone else rather than allowing each person autonomy and agency over their own life, but being able to do life together as two full whole healed adults. Okay, number nine is lack of protection. And the lack of protection means that your relationship is susceptible to other people's input, people driving wedges in between the two of you, maybe getting in the ear, or if your relationship isn't protected against temptation, you know, other people you might be sharing your problems with, 
a friend and that friend takes the opportunity to meet the needs that your partner isn't meeting. And so now there's this emotional relationship that could lead to physical infidelity or just talking to other family members negatively. So now when your partner goes into shared events and spaces where they have to share time with these individuals, they're treating your partner unkindly and just unfairly because you didn't protect your relationship against these other individuals. Allowing outsiders to disrespect your partner, whether that be, you know, your baby mama, (laughs) whether that be your baby daddy, whether that be your mother, your sister, like, you know, just really allowing other people to overstep their boundaries and get in the way of a healthy relationship with you and your partner. Number 10 is competition. I see this play out a lot where couples are competing. You know, one person has to one up the other. And, you know, if, you know, one person makes more money, then the other person has to, you know, be dominating. And and there's a toxic relationship. It gets toxic when both people are competing and trying to be better than one another rather than collaborating, which is healthy in a relationship. Right. So as you can imagine, these characteristics can get in the way of deepening a connection and actually weakens a relationship until it eventually ends in either separation, divorce or breakup. Right. Here are some characteristics that will ensure the health of your relationship. Now, keep in mind, there are no perfect relationships. Relationships take work and effort. So if you're consistent and putting forth the effort and to improve your relationship and both people are committed to the same goals, then you have a great chance of having a lasting, healthy relationship that works for you and your partner. All right. So let's get into it. What do healthy relationships include? Well, healthy relationships include number one, you like or love the person you're in a relationship with. This is important. Some people just get into relationships because they don't want to be alone. But really being in a relationship, investing time in a person that you like and love, right? You love them not for what they can do for you, you know, because that's a very egotistical way of being not for, oh, this person makes me feel happy and they make me smile. But what do you love about them as a person, as a human being? What do you love and like about them, right? Number two is integrity. All right, healthy relationships have integrity. In order for a healthy foundation to, you know, sustain trials and tribulations, and you will come up against trials and tribulations, it has to have a good foundation, a solid foundation, right? Built on just basic qualities such as honesty and doing what you say you're going to do and being of good character, right? So a healthy relationship is one that has integrity, right? You honor what you say. Now, if you're going to be in a monogamous relationship, and that's what both people are under the impression that they're in, then holding to those ideas of being in a monogamous relationship, making sure that you protect that, making sure that you don't give anybody any opportunity to think that you're doing anything outside of what you said you're going to uphold for this relationship. Okay. Number three is trust. 
healthy relationship requires trust. Trust that your person is going to hold up their end of the bargain. Hey, this is what we have agreed to. And you know, this is what we're going to be doing, doing what they say they're going to do, operating in an honest, straightforward fashion. So your partner needs to be able to trust you. And that's just not with cheating. It does include cheating. But if you said, hey, I'm only going to be with you and then you're doing something else, then you're not doing what you say. If you say you're going to pay the bills and you don't, then you're not doing what you say. If you said that I am going to show up as my best self and you're not, then you're not doing what you say you're going to do. So just making sure you're following through and being consistent, right? That's how you build trust. Number four is shared power, right? This is a partnership. Not that one person has all the power and the other person doesn't. Okay, shared power is what healthy relationships are built on. That means that both people are making decisions and they're checking with one another to make sure that, hey, what does it sound right? Give me your input. And then they're making decisions together. They are very considerate of each other and they're not allowing outside parties to make decisions based on their relationship, but they're coming to each other to do that. Number five is mutual respect. So there is mutual respect for both parties and that goes a long way, not just when you're upset, losing respect, but always maintaining mutual respect. That's what a healthy relationship is. So even though I'm upset with you right now, I am not going to disrespect you. I'm not going to dishonor what we have going on. I'm not going to disrespect anything. We're just going to take a time out and figure out how we get back on the same page in a respectful manner. And mutual respect comes with even when you disagree, respecting the other person's point of view. And that's a big one because, you know, just because someone disagrees with you doesn't make them evil. Like they just have a different perspective and being able to respect the differences is part of what mutual respect is. All right. Number six is healthy boundaries. All right. Knowing where you start and stop and knowing where that other person start and stop. So they're not an extension of yourself. They're not going to think the way you think they're going to have their own wants and needs. And that's okay. They're going to want to go out with their friends. They're going to want to spend time with you. They're going to want to, you know, have a good balance. So not feeling like you have to be in every part, but allowing them that space to still be individuals, still have dreams that they want to pursue that are outside of you. That's healthy, but still being able to do things together as a couple, as a unit. So having healthy boundaries and having healthy boundaries for your relationship too. really not oversharing with individuals and not allowing other people outside of your relationship to impact your relationship. So protecting all of that. Number seven is having the ability to be vulnerable with each other. Again, when you're doing life with someone, allowing them to be close to you, allowing you to share more of yourselves so that you can deepen that connection. Being vulnerable with each other is very important to growing the relationship and moving forward together. Number eight is safety and protection really making sure that you guys are safe spaces for each other, 
right? And this goes along with being vulnerable, your safe spaces emotionally, meaning that when I do open up emotionally, that these emotions will not be used against me, will not be used to manipulate me or control me, but really being safe and having that safe open space to heal together. Because there are some things that you can only heal in a relationship. Codependency is one of them, right? You know, and those things only creep up when you are in a relationship. So you can work on self-love all you want in isolation, but you won't know if all that self-healing has worked until you enter a relationship and you're triggered and you have to work through that and balance your nervous system and balance your anxious attachment and things of that nature. So being safe spaces for each other to heal even wounds that you didn't create like yes no you probably didn't break this person's heart and you probably have been trustworthy from the beginning but needless to say they come in with baggage and we all do because we've all had outside experiences but being a safe space for that partner to work through these issues and regulate and be able to trust and learn a new way rather than a toxic way but learning a new healthy way of being All right, number nine is respect and admiration. This is needed in a relationship. Like if you respect the person for who they are and just admire these different qualities in them, then, you know, that's going to drive your continued love and respect for them as the relationship deepens because you look at this person as this person having qualities that have nothing to do with the relationship, but just who they are as a human being. And so making sure that you continuously demonstrate your respect and admiration for that person as a human, not just as your boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, but just as a person, like looking at them, like, you know what, you are a great person in the community. You give when you can, you know, you're honest, you are a great provider, like all those things help one, build the confidence of your partner, but also build your desire toward them as well. Number 10, good teamwork is present in healthy relationships. So the relationships that I've seen last for 50 and 60 years have just a great way of working together. They are partners and, you know, they usually complement one another. It's like one person has this strength that, you know, they can do that. And the other person is able to support them so that they can do that and vice versa, like being able to switch roles when needed. So if there's another issue that the other partner is great at, then the other partner supports them so that they can shine and do what they need to do. All right. So just good teamwork. Number 11, healthy relationships have compromise. They compromise with one another. So it's not about one person getting everything that they want while the other person never gets their needs met. So it's a good compromise. So maybe we don't get everything we want, but maybe we get a little bit of what we want and we have to deal with, you know, some things that we don't particularly like, but being able to compromise because we want both people to be satisfied in this relationship. Number 12, healthy relationships entail forgiveness. Your partner will at some point in your relationship do something that hurts you that makes you angry 
And it's important to practice forgiveness, right? So that you can continue the relationship one, but so that you don't hold on to anger and resentment, which will eat away at your own core and your own satisfaction. And it will color every interaction that you have thereafter. So if you decide to stay together, then laying down those burdens is going to be necessary and healing from that. And so with forgiveness, we're practicing healing and forgiveness within. Number 13, appreciation and gratitude. All right. Always not taking for granted your partner, but always living in this energy of gratitude and looking for things to be grateful for and looking for things to appreciate and saying thank you and not taking for granted you know, the things that your partner does and maybe they do it naturally, but you can let them know that you appreciate them and that you're grateful for the things that they do, even if it is small, you know, sometimes the small things make our lives a lot easier and we need to show appreciation. Number 14 is friendship. Don't forget to cultivate the friendship and that's just being supportive, you know, being kind to each other, dating each other, having fun, being lighthearted, enjoying each other's company, having inside jokes, playing games, being silly together. Don't forget to cultivate that friendship. Number 15 is empathy. Healthy relationships require empathy. All relationships require empathy, the ability to see things of the world from your partner's point of view. Even if you're triggered by something they've done, try to, you know, look at it. Okay, why did this person behave this way or why did they react in this manner? Because it goes toward understanding and trying to get to know each other. And it can definitely help with the communication and help how you move forward. So being empathetic is necessary. Number 16 is effective communication. Effective communication means that you also have to listen very intently and actively. So making sure that you have effective communication. So not cutting your partner off when they're trying to talk, but listening and listening to understand, not to just win the argument. Being mindful of how you're communicating, your tone of voice, the words that you use, the gestures that you're using. You know, avoid making your partner feel less than when you're communicating, but communicating out of love and compassion. So that means, you know, not cursing your partner out or emasculating your partner in front of people and insulting or criticizing. So being very intentional about communication. So that might mean take a break. If you're angry and triggered, maybe you just say, let, you know what, let me sit with this for a minute and I'll get back to you. And then making sure that you get back to them. Number 17 is healthy relationships have partners who can solve problems together and solve problems in a healthy way. Like, you know, there's a problem. We're going to do it together. We're going to figure this out and we're not going to blame each other. But again, we're going to work together and we're going to problem solve so that we can both either compromise or figure out a solution that would be beneficial and move our relationship forward and move this issue that we're dealing with. So maybe there's a lack of finances or something and you have to go back to the budget talking about how we're going to do this or how we're going to save and coming up with a solution together. 
you know, where we can pull money from and things of that nature. That not only is problem solving skills, but it also is just being a good team player. Right. It's that teamwork and not just blaming. Well, you shouldn't have spent this and your spending is the problem. And that's counterproductive. The other person feels like, you know, blamed for all the problems of the relationship. And it just gets very toxic from there. Number 18 is reciprocity, making sure there's a nice, even, equal give and take that one person doesn't have all the power while the other person doesn't have any. One person isn't given all the affection while the other person isn't shown love and empathy, but making sure there's a constant recycling of love, attention, respect, care, energy that is infused into the relationship. All right. Number 19 is honesty, making sure that you are honest and open in your relationship is what's going to fuel your relationship further deepen the connection It makes sure that you have a healthy relationship because you're open and honest with your partner. Number 20, and this is my last tip is playfulness and fun, making sure you don't forget to date each other, making sure that you are having fun and that your relationship isn't a job, but something and (laughs) someone that you want to continue to grow with and have fun with and do life with. Right. So in conclusion, having a healthy relationship with yourself makes it easier to be in a healthy relationship with someone else. Right. Because you're coming into that union 100 percent whole and not lacking. Right. And so you love yourself unconditionally so that you can now love another person unconditionally. Right. And you're expecting that anybody who is coming into your life will demonstrate that same level of love for themselves and have that capacity to love you as well, right? When you enter into partnership with people who are not equally aligned, then they're going to be taking from you rather than adding value because now they have to fill the voids that they have within themselves, leaving you void as well, all right? So we want to find people who are equally yoked with us. Right. So be sure to vet the individuals that you're considering being in a relationship with well before you actually commit into that relationship. Get to know people. Spend some time getting to know people. Now, if you're already in a relationship looking for ways that you can improve, I would start with working on yourself together, though. Maybe you work separately on yourself and your partner is working on themselves, but still growing forward. And then by the sheer fact that you're working on yourselves and growing and evolving, uh, sharing with each other, you are likely going to continue to evolve in your relationship and fill some of those gaps that you were putting on your partner and things of that nature. So making sure That you just continue to strive to be the best version of yourself. And as issues come up in the relationship, you start to listen and heal those as well. All right. So that's all I have for today, Rise Tribe. Remember, enjoy your day on purpose. If you have found this episode helpful, help us grow our audience. By providing us with a five-star review, you help make this podcast visible to others. Help pull others out of a dark space by showing that you care, by sharing this podcast with them. Nothing is better than a friend or loved one who wants you to up-level your life with them. Thanks for tuning in.